SP starting today. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> I think that is the way that you diversify risk. Mm. And how do I do it in a way that honors the, the, the investment of blood, sweat, and tears? Can we consider geriatric millennials? Is that what we You know what? <laughs> Legacy building more, right? Like what? What's going on, everybody? Mike Grimberg, Gario Harrison here. We are back after uh, extended hiatus of marketing adjacent, and we're coming at you with a slightly different uh, episode format. We're going to go much, much shorter, and we're going to talk about one specific topic, and that'll be it. And we're going to do this. And we're going to start weekly, and we might switch to multiple times a week and daily. We'll see how it goes, but... There's always lots of stuff going on. So, yeah. Well, see, this is, this is what it's about, man. Iteration. Content iteration. There you go. There you go. Content iteration. So, uh, we figured we'd start with something fun and interesting today. Um, the topic here is uh, country-specific TLDs. So, top-level domains, for those that don't know. There's some really, uh, there's an interesting thing happening right now. It's uh, the island nation of Anguilla, I believe, Anguilla. is getting a ton of money right now from the AI craze. Um, so the .ai domains, for, the, for those that don't know, the way this all works is, I'm not going to go through the whole, uh, how the, the um, domain name registries work and whatnot, but at a basic level, there are kind of your regular top-level domains like the .coms, .nets, et cetera. They're managed by uh, ICANN, I believe. And then everything else goes through their individual registrars uh, almost uh, that manage individual country-specific domains. So like .us, .uk, .cn for China, et cetera. Those, are, those make sense. A lot of like websites that operate in a specific country want to own those. Uh, things like that. .de is pretty popular for Germany. But then you have these like tiny, tiny countries like Anguilla that have like, I don't know what their population is, to be honest, uh, but it's small. And they make millions. The, there's an article out there that I saw that um, said they, I think they're slated to make somewhere in the ballpark of like 25 to 30 million in the coming year from everybody who wants a .ai domain. So when somebody purchases a .ai, .ai domain, there's um, a fee that goes to the country that owns said uh, domain extension. Um, the fun thing is, I did a little bit of research. I knew about one of these, but there's a bunch of these examples through recent history of tiny countries relatively unknown that make a bunch of money uh, with this. The ones I knew about were the .li. So for those of you who remember, like in the, I think like early 2000s, the um, .li craze. So like Bitly and 
I forget what I forget that there's some other big name domains out there that use the .li ending. Uh, well, that's Libya for those that don't know. Um, and the interesting this one I knew about. So there, uh, when the under Gaddafi back in I think it was 2012. I forget the year exactly, but you know that. War, you know, war torn country, etc., and they shut down their internet for I forget how long. And what people didn't realize when that happens, that means the domain registrars can't access the data from the country specific domains. And after a certain time, that means all those sites go bye bye. So, mm -hmm. like, that's an interesting thing of like when you're selecting your domain name, not just your name, but the TLD. Like, most people don't even think about, well, is this, a, is this country safe? Um, the other thing that happened is it, like, this one wasn't as popular, but the .sy domains, that's Syria. Mm -hmm. Syria had sanctions placed against them during the, uh, maybe still does, I think. I don't even know, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't research into that before we jumped on, but, um, they, when the sanctions happened, anybody that had a .sy domain, pretty much was in breach of sanctions. So if you're a U.S. company that had a .sy domain for whatever reason, you could no longer keep that domain. So you have to switch to something else. So like it gets us into, a, into sort of a, how interconnected our world is from a business perspective. And like, again, people generally wouldn't think of it. Um, so anyway, th I thought that was absolutely fascinating. You know, it's, and people are, I was watching somebody post this on LinkedIn and like, oh my God, this is crazy. But the reality is this has been happening for, decades of this kind of thing. Like this wasn't the first one. The, the, uh, the other one I found was a, like a tiny island nation in the South Pacific called Tuvalu, I think. I don't know how to pronounce it to mm -hmm. be honest. That's .tv. Everybody remember like Justin.tv and then uh, like a bunch of media companies bought .tv domains. Like they made like over the decades, I, I forget the exact number, but they're making roughly a million dollars a year from that yeah we should we should, we should try and find some some articles and like throw it in the in the comments for this as well because i think those are like definitely interesting to to look into like that that the one from fortune that you sent like i did not realize that that was the case and and it, and it is 30 million that the that they're and that's just for the year yeah right which makes sense based yeah. on how rapidly the industry is exploding. Everybody that has anything to do with AI wants a .ai domain. Right. So I guess, you know, here's my question for you on, you know, on this, like, you know, we, we've, we've talked about AI kind of in general, but this starts to get into a lot of infrastructure type things that people kind of don't realize or don't or take for granted, right? Like even that that point that you you mentioned of a country being sanctioned and it taking down all these domains. So if you know when you when you hear that and you think about these exotic domains, like what should, in the spirit of being marketing adjacent, like what should marketers be thinking about? Um, do we need to start thinking that like two levels deeper into any sort of initiative? hundred percent, especially if you consider a lot of these domains are being like, people are sitting on these to sell them, right? So I guarantee you, uh, again, I didn't have time to do the research, but I would 
not be surprised if there are a bunch of part domains, part.ai domains that people are sitting on. Now, I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. enough about the country of Anguilla. I don't like what does happen if Anguilla all of a sudden goes through a civil war or a, a hurricane rips through and completely knocks out their internet or something like, you know what I mean? Right. Like all of these things, like the servers are, I believe have to be local for this. So, because it's a, con I think, don't quote me on that. Right. So all these types of things you have to be thinking about when if you're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars to buy your desire.ai domain, for example, mm -hmm. you know, and then if you're, I'm sure this isn't the last one. Again, I'm sure there are companies right now that are buying .ly domains still. If you're going to do that, well, you should know that this is Libya you're talking about. And it's been, and unfortunately, probably for the near to medium term, will be a war-torn country. So what happens the next time they shut down the internet, their internet? Maybe it's, for maybe it's for a long enough period where it does completely shut down all your, your website. Um, all those right. types of things. So I guess, you know, zooming out even a step further, like, do you think that domains are like as precious as they used to be? Right. Because, you know, it's, it's every, you're still trying to find the dot com for what you're looking for. Dot co, you know, became kind of a, a nice substitute. Dot uh, net is still still out there, still floating around, but it, I guess the, the the question is to get some of these exotic domains for your startup um, or your company's initiative. Is it still worth the capital expenditure to go get that perfect domain? Um, is it for branding purposes? Is there like technical infrastructure reasons why you would need it? Like what? I definitely don't think there are any technical infrastructure reasons. Was that? I don't. I don't like. I mean, a domain is a domain from an infrastructure perspective. Right. Actually, for that matter, I would say, from a infrastructure perspective, again, that gets back to like the safe bet is a .dot com or a you know any any sort of safe place, if you will. That's not a yeah. You because know, with, with any TLD, at the end of the day, you have some level of risk of you know geopolitics involved. Right. Even whatever. Again, do I do I think anything is going to happen with the .uk domains? No, but .cn, for example, yeah. Now, .cn mm -hmm. doesn't have any um, other other than unless you're operating in China that you want that. Mm -hmm. I don't see value in it there, uh, of doing that. Like they're, uh, unlike a .ai or a .me or a .io is another popular one. Uh, mm -hmm. I forget that one. That was a weird one. That's like a British... Uh, Island territory, whatever, something like that. Those are popular back in like the late nineties, early two thousands too. Um, but I think there's definitely a branding plan. I mean, I can't remember. I thought I saw um, um, uh, the co-founder of HubSpot recently purchased Chat.com, I believe it was. There was a Chat.ai. I can't remember. Right for I, yeah, like yeah. an ungodly. I can't remember how much they, they paid for it. I think you showed Dar it. Darmish, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I think remember that's worth it. it. Uh, I know one of, uh, you know, I know um, one of my favorite companies that's unfortunately shutting down right now is Gated. They bought gated.com. I think that was a 
I mean, right now you could argue, well, since the company is shutting down, was that a worthwhile investment? Maybe, maybe not. But I think as you're planning it, I, I think it was. Like, I think it's, I think, I think it totally makes sense from a branding perspective. Yeah, I guess, you know, and maybe maybe it's because we're starting to see more intention put on where capital goes um, in the in the life cycle of an organization, right? And I'm, and I'm thinking it's primarily of like venture back startups here, right? If you're choosing a domain and you have X amount of dollars, how much realistically should you be investing? in the perfect domain, because this set, this, this sets the trajectory of your entire marketing budget going forward. And is this, does this start to have diminishing returns? Um, if you start to view it through that lens? Yeah, you know, I, re I really wish it's a, it's a great question. I wish, I wish I had the data. Um, I would assume maybe someone's done the research, but my immediate thought on this is, especially if you're a tech company mm -hmm. and your domain is your product, you should invest. And for that matter, if you think whatever, if I think the decision you have to make is, well, I'm going to make this up. Like, let's assume, let's take the gated example. And again, I don't know this for a fact. I haven't talked to Andy about this in particular, but um, if the choice was, do I spend, and I, I forget, I think he talked about how much they spent, but either way, like I'm going to make this up. If your choice was, do I spend a hundred thousand dollars on gated.com mm -hmm. or do I choose gated.net for free to me it's not even a question right honestly because I, nobody like if you hear the company gated and you want to type it in you're going to type in com you're never going to think about net or dot info or a, whatever maybe dot ai right at that point would have been or dot io like those are interesting but even then like most people just automatically revert to com and i think it's right. I don't think it matters from an SEO perspective, for example, but I think from a branding perspective, it is totally worth it. You know, if you're a, the question that becomes, if you're like a, I don't know, make this up like a consulting firm or a manufacturing company mm -hmm. and consulting firm probably doesn't make sense. It's unlikely that your company name is not available unless you really mm -hmm. screwed something up, I think. Um, but like take manufacturing company. I don't know. I think the same thing, right? You, you, I think findability, if you will, I think is critical. And if somebody is whatever, seeing your ads out there, whatnot doesn't click through, but then goes and searches for you. Sure. Google will highlight the right one, I think. But what if there's a, again, this is where I, you think about, well, is there a competing brand name? Like there's a whatever gated.com and a gated.net and they're different, completely different products. So it's not, it's not a trademark violation or whatever, completely different industries. That's a mm -hmm. big problem. Right. I, I can definitely see it on the SaaS side of things, right? Like if, if you're not, if you're not responsible, if, if, if the, if the brand of the product is the actual domain and the and the usage of it is the actual domain that's one thing right but if you're if you're a company that sells a product or even consulting 
now that starts to have diminishing returns because you start to, if I'm going to find you, you should be being proactive in reaching out to me and, and connecting to the domain. Yes, I need to know where to go find additional information and do the research on my own, but your external sales team should be guiding people to that to that deal. Like, I don't think anybody is going to type in threads.com and go, wait a minute, where is, where is threads, right? Like, you know, they, they know that they're probably going to end up going to it from the app itself, right? Or they know that it's going to be this, this .NET domain. They'll, they'll know that because of repetitive use. So it makes sense to do it on that side, but yeah, I, and again, this is probably gets, goes back to some of the conversations we used to have or we had earlier about how much do you invest in something like a brand in the early days? And at what point, at what point does it start to, the ROI is just, just not there. And yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's a very, a very good question with, with this particular like conversation, right? I mean, is it helpful? I have to do it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's a good question. I, I, I think it's, I think you have to look at it um, on an individual basis in terms of what's available, right? So, mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of, I don't know, in my mind, there are a lot of uh, factors you have to consider. Is Are you already a mature brand? So like you, you mentioned threads. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Meta and Facebook, et cetera, like, and they have such a robust user base. And again, and people are going to use the app. So the domain doesn't matter as much. But if mm -hmm. you're a startup and you're an unknown, if you're starting a new category, for example, Mm -hmm. and you want a category-based domain that someone's parked on, I don't think you have an option. I think you figure out a way to buy the damn thing. Now, of course, you know, I, I think there's a, like, if you're a bootstrap startup and somebody that's parked on it and whatever you're sitting on, I don't know, something that's incredible, in theory, incredibly valuable. And I, you know, I can take like gated.com as an example. Again, I have no idea how much they actually paid for it. But if that person said, well, you have to pay me $10 million, then it's like, yeah, I don't know, obviously. Right. But um, I don't think any, let's assume you just got a, you raised a, I don't know, a $10 million round. You're not going to spend your series, entire series A, which, which I mean, $10 million for series A is not typical, but whatever, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to spend your entire series, you know, capital raise on a domain, right? Like that's just nuts. Right. Um, so I think, I think maturity level of the organization, is it a new product within an existing category or brand new category? What's your capital structure? Mm -hmm. um, are you app-based versus, you know, web-based? I think that that makes a difference. Like all the, there are all these factors that you have to take into consideration of, um, what, how much are you willing to and what you should invest in? And then the last point I think in my mind is, well, what's available, right? So I don't know, like, uh, like for example, with Gated, for those who don't know, Gated was a way to like pretty much block, if you will, your inbox from unwanted, you know, outbound spam. Um, so 
could you have gone instead of gated.com to gated email.com or gated inbox.com mm. if that was available for free or for significantly less expensive? Then, yeah, maybe you, that would have made more sense. Sure, it's mm. longer, but I think it's more descriptive and maybe it makes more sense. I don't know. Um, it's like I'm just I'm making this up. It's just simply an yeah. example. I have no idea what was available to them at the time. So I think it has to be very situational. I don't know. That's interesting. There's, you know, the other side of this coin, as we're, we're talking, there's two things that, that are popping in my head. So the whole the whole concept that we've been talking about of generational, right? So if if you're a company and you're, you're spending that much money on a domain today, who is your future audience uh, five, 10 years from now, right? And will they be searching for and looking for your product or service from a path to purchase standpoint um, on that domain, right? I think of, um, uh, you know, yeah, .com is the thing that people know and, you know, we're trained to go look for that, right? But that's that's our generation, right? Like millennium, that's kind of how we, we, we learn to search. But I look at like, um, you know, our kids, like they search completely differently, right? And generative AI, you know, to loop, loop that back back in, in here, the way that they search is going to be completely different, right? And you look at um, something like even, even restaurant reviews, right? Like before we would go to Yelp. And we'd read the reviews and then we'd go to Google and we'd, you know, do a search for the review. If you're looking for a brand new restaurant, you know, and I saw an article that uh, Google was nervous because people are starting to search TikTok for, for, um, for information, right? Because again, there's so much content on the internet that we start to trust creators and individuals more. Um, and, they were worried that people are starting to search that way, right? YouTube, yes, and so on. But for the first time, yesterday I was at a, a networking event um, and I was talking with a guy and he was talking about how him and his wife search for restaurants. And she he doesn't have a TikTok account, right? But she will go to TikTok and search for the restaurant, which I didn't even know that you could do this. And see what people say about the restaurant, where, what to try, what you know, what kind of drinks to order, when to go, uh, what not to order. Like people are doing these things in reviews, and I think is as the internet continues to evolve and change, and you know, the way that we find and interact with information with all this generative AI stuff that's out there, like does that change fundamentally? the purpose of a website going forward and if so where's the value right like if you have if you have a hundred thousand dollars where do you spend that hundred thousand dollars is it in marketing to drive traffic to your website even if it's a funky domain is it in creating tools and features that create a a feedback loop that get people coming back to your website or is it the brand alignment name that you do like the dollar is finite, right? So where do you make the investment? And I think, you know, when I when I read the article, the first thing that popped into my mind is, wow, if 
these branding agencies that are spending um, that their their whole value proposition is we will help you find the perfect name and the brand and the URLs and the trademark and protection and so on. Like that value starts to diminish. And then what's coming next? And I don't think we know what's coming next, but something's changing. That's interesting. I don't, I don't know that the value of the brand name starts to diminish. The question is, what are the elements that need to be associated with it? So I, I, think, I think the point around... Not, not the brand name, the service of going through all those things is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, what, what we know is brand or branding activity as a whole has a ton of value. It's hard to prove, mm -hmm. but it's there and you can prove it through you know, things like media mix modeling, et cetera. I know we're going way, way outside of where we started, but I think I do agree with you. In, and again, this gets back to, I think you have to look at it on an individual basis mm -hmm. because again, for one company, it might be totally worthwhile to spend the hundred grand there for another one. It's a complete, not a complete waste of money, maybe, but it's a waste. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, I think, looking at how was it used and what, you know, what you're describing actually made me think like even in my own, in our own family, Gabby all the time sends me like uh, Instagram reels or whatever stuff like, Oh, we should do these things around Phoenix and we should go to these restaurants and me, I'm like, I'm searching Google maps and you know, uh, other stuff. So, you know, I think everyone's got different things, but I, I think going back to the domain example, I do, I think there's also a, uh, it's almost like a de-risking exercise of if you're serious about whatever your project is, you're likely not just buying one domain, you're buying five to 10. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, some of them are, you know, inexpensive because they're not taken by anybody and some of them are going to be expensive. And one of them is going to be your core domain. Mm -hmm. But I think there's an incredible risk to only buy and say like the .com and not maybe buying the .ly version if you have a .ly brand name, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So you might not want your main domain to be uh, whatever. I'll make this up like Contently. I'm pretty sure that's a company. I don't even know. But you might want Contently.com to be your main one. But you should. You better still be buying the .ly domain, even yeah. if that's the one that's parked on. That's going to cost you ten grand. Yeah. Just say because I think there's an incredible. A risk to having something else either a pop up there it could be a competitor even right like something stop i mean that's more of a trademark thing and there's a bunch of stuff but do you really want to be going through the legal battle of that instead right. like that's probably gonna cost you more than the 10 grand that'll cost you to buy the domain so i think you have to think about business as a whole you know what's this going to cost you and if you don't do it you're likely going to have a legal battle on your hands from a trademark perspective that's going to inevitably cost you, you know, five to 10 grand in legal fees or whatever it is. So you might as well just right. bite that bullet up front. And there's also like the risk of, as you're talking about that, the risk of like nefarious actors too, right? Like yep. everybody's gotten one of those emails, like from yep. uh, facebooksecurity.gmail.com, right? You're like, yep. okay, <clears throat> you know what I mean? So you can, there's definitely, um, <clears throat> There's definitely value in going through the exercise mm -hmm. of thinking it all the way through. But just like with any good strategic plan or, um, you know, 
constantly preaching this idea of fiscal discipline being like a thing now, like map it out, put the cost down on paper and then have a rigorous cost benefit analysis discussion with your leadership team to go, do we spend these dollars? Because until you, until you actually cut the check, it's, it's, it's an intellectual exercise and it's mm -hmm. an important one to have. So, so yeah, like it's definitely worth it for sure. Yeah. No, I, you know, I didn't even think about the cybersecurity example and I totally agree with you on, on this. The last thing I'll say before we wrap another, another interesting example, I, I, I forgot, I, I didn't know, but so everybody probably remembers like the dot me dot me domains in. Oh yeah. Yep. So that, well, that brought in at least the article I looked at, which was fairly old. So I'm sure it's way more than that, but it brought in, um, uh, I think over $15 million to Mont Montenegro when Montenegro became a country back in like 98 or whatever it is. So yep. I, I just find this kind of stuff fascinating. Yeah. I still have my dot me account from Apple. Oh yeah. I yep. Yeah. There you go. That's right. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. Everybody that's listening, we're going to be doing this more often. Uh, follow us, like us, leave a review on wherever you listen and watch. And we will see you all soon. All right. I feel like we should do more of these. <laughs>